Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Sam Selby is the CEO of FitLife, an innovative wellness platform, and now finally a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Sam. Thank you, George. Excited to have you on, Sam. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, uh, I'm an engineer by degree, and um, when I graduated, I got a job. And I quickly realized that it's not for me. At that time, information technology was booming. So I started taking several certification. And um, uh, then I realized that I have to do something about taking, rather than taking several certification, I got to have to do uh, take a master degree or something that's more focused in the career. Uh, so I got myself into a master's degree in database, data warehousing. And then later on, I got uh, married. I have two kids, one of each. And uh, nice. uh, so as I see them growing and uh, getting that wellness in their blood as well. Mm-hmm. So um, my as I in 2007, I uh, got a call from a company and then they said, well, we just need to have one page for people to say that I exercise 30 minutes uh, or more. And then I said, why do you need this? And I said, well, we need to create a fitness challenge that will engage our population. And then that project actually turned from one page into a big project. That company turned to be one of the Fortune 50 companies. And that got me exposed to a variety of vendors, variety of talented people that I worked with uh, that really kind of created a difference in my life. And that's how the, my journey started. My journey, this this is kind of where I got into the health and wellness. And I looked at it more deeper, analyzed it, and I realized that our healthcare system, it's truly a reactive system. And how can we uh, in, in, contribute to that system to make it more proactive? Um, as I see, kind of uh, things are moving toward the proactive health. It's slowly moving, but as a society, we all contribute to that, um, the proactiveness of health. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, it seems like there's so many factors that that are are challenging that. Um, it seems that that a lot a lot of our healthcare is probably siloed, and there's just so much data and information to try to bring together. What are some of the challenges around that, around, I guess, just sharing of information? I'm sure there's a million. Oh, absolutely. So I st- when early in my career, I worked in a lab and I looked at the data, how, how fast we can get the data from the patients all the way to the doctor. 
Then when I start working with healthcare, with I'm sorry, with wellness, then I looked at there are some siloed system. We mainly tell our cooperation. So they have a beautiful, great programs, uh, independent programs, but they don't know if it's working or not. And each company is different from each other. So each company, they have their own culture. They have their own fingerprint. They have their own population, age, group, genders. Uh, so they're different from one company to another. And uh, having a mass design that fit all of them, it's kind of a, almost impossible because the differences in culture, it makes the difference in the plan design different. What, what I mean by plan design is how can we take the, um, the wellness design and tailor it to the population? So when we look at wellness as an overall, especially from a company perspective, we look at it from a subjective and an objective base. A subjective base is basically how uh, things before it happens. So everything that we do to our body today, it's not going to result right away. It results in the future, uh, in the near future or far future. And that environment could be coming from the workplace, could be coming from the, uh, the, the place that we live in, could be come from anywhere. But let's take a look at the workplace. And the subjective information that we get takes from the, the, the way that the working hours, the management style, the stress, the pressure, the, um, are they enjoying the, the, the work, and so on. And then the objective uh, aspects of it, it's the claim that get generated from the medical, uh, from the medical treatment. So we work with self-insured employer group. Self-insured, basically, they pay for their own claim for all the medical expense, and then typically get processed by a third-party administrator. So we look at those claims and analyze it. We remove the accidental. We remove the um, anything that happened once or maintenance, let's say visiting your doctor once a year. And then we look into the chronic condition. How can we reduce those chronic conditions? The body has the facility, has the mechanism to heal itself. It's the best mechanism that the body can have. It heals itself. And it, it kind of a, that journey took me when I first kind of a, had a, an acid reflex. And I went to my doctor. He said, well, take a Prevacid. I took the Prevacid and, and took kind of a, it was a treatment for a few hours. And I said, there's got to be something else that kind of a, makes me feel better because it's only a treatment for a few hours. Then I start searching. And coincidentally, I landed on, kind of a, found out that almond for me, it healed my stomach. And uh, I start talking, I start eating almond. And then after a while, my stomach starts healing. Huh. It's gone. The acid reflex completely gone for me. I not only uh, one, from a financial aspect, I don't have to buy this Prevacid, but it's also good for me that I can live better, healthy lifestyle, and I don't have to have this acid reflex every so often. So it changed my way of living. Can the body heal itself? Absolutely. If you let it heal itself, I change my diet. That's one of the other aspects of it. I change my diet. And uh, those changes made my body heal, let, let it, give it room to heal itself and go back to normal. 
Well, that's pretty incredible. <clears throat> and what a, I don't want to call that an epiphany, but certainly the light bulb moment, right? It's like, okay, you know, we're spending so much time and money on, on, on pills and medicines and medications trying to, trying to fix problems when in fact the body can heal itself if we get the opportunity to, if we have a healthy lifestyle, all those, all those things. Um, it, it strikes me that, uh, a lot of the frustrations that 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 I I seem to hear about wellness programs is that it's really hard to quantify it, right? It's like okay, we're 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 having these fitness challenges, but how do we know if it's actually working? And what you're talking about is that objective information, right? Absolutely. So that's a great question. Um, the the industry is actually you have a variety of vendors, you have variety of offer, and so on. The the people who cannot justify the there's, there's definitely everything there's a return of investment for it challenges and and then it, they called a value of investment um, so what's the value of investment and return of investment the value of investment is basically it's our, as a result it has a value that it goes back to the company it does have definitely it has value but as i mentioned kind of um, the the body doesn't break itself right away. It takes a while to break itself. And that impact, external impact, starts from um, how, can I, how can I change that? How can I get people to move? And I remember initially when we designed fitness challenges, um, it's very interesting. Kind of a, uh, We said, well, uh, everybody has to have a higher steps. Well, we, we get those higher steps. But the challenge with that is that triathlon people always wins and then the people who has a desk job sure. uh, they they get discouraged and then they don't get engaged so we we said well how can we level the field and then engage everybody not only the people who who are at low risk we need to focus on the people who are at high risk and then how we can engage everybody and then that's exactly where we start designing things and uh, not only engage the higher risk but increase the cultural engagement within the company um, I remember kind of a, one of the one of our clients said well when we used to do your challenges um, when we used to do those challenges we I know who's my president I know who's my leadership I know everybody within the company because everybody in the challenge so it's socially connect everybody together um, we're talking about here about outcome, going back to our outcome aspects of it. The, the outcome is measured subjectively. So, so at the end of the challenges, at the end of the year, we still have, the, we still have those assessments that measure from a mental health, from physical, from heart, uh, from all different aspects of living. And then we look at it, how did we do this year? And how did we, as an aggregated numbers, how did we do? And the individual can see themselves as well. But these numbers are indication of the way of living. Again, what we do today to our body, it doesn't show up right away. It show up tomorrow or 30 years from now. Yeah, yeah, that's a... That, that, that absolutely right. So the, 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 the food that I'm putting in, you might not notice if I'm if I'm eating 100 extra calories a day, it might take a little while for that to really kick in. But it certainly will 
because it just takes time. So, and so the so this is what 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 you've been working on is the ability to take and aggregate all that information for an, an individual, but then as well as for an organization to look at the impact of the programs. Absolutely. So the individual can. We do have the tool to let the individual predict if they continue to live the way that they're living now, this is what their risk is going to, they're going to have in the future. We also calculate the health age. So there's a biological kind of a health age. So let's say if the individual is 40 years old, the health age, if they are healthy, then they could be in a 36, 37. Or if they are um, more sicker, then they get into a higher health age. So it kind of it depends. We calculate those health age to the individual. And it's an interesting kind of way to give that individual an insight about what's happening with them. Now, taking this and aggregate it from a, from a data perspective and look at the, into the population, again, kind of the way we approach it from a subjective standpoint, and then leaving it without acting on it, it's going to generate claims. And claims generate another claims. So how can we stop it from there, from the beginning, so it doesn't generate those claims? And then that's where we, what FitLife Excel at, it's customizing the program for each company because we believe each company is different. Uh, one size doesn't fit all. And uh, we, we go to the company, we start from those analysis, we call it an impact analysis. We love to do it, we love doing it. Um, sometimes people want to jump into the result right away, get into the implementation, but it's always the analogy of, um, you have a project, and then if you don't have a proper planning for that project, you're gonna have a hard time controlling cost over a period of time. But if you have a good planning, if you invest into the planning stage and knows exactly what you want to achieve over a period of time, you will have a control over cost over time, not only control over cost, but outcome as well. So guaranteeing result at the end of the pro that project. And then that's what we call the wellness impact analysis. Um, we have the tool to measure everything on the way at the individual level and at the population level. So it's, we eliminate the, uh, the motion of it feels that program works. There's no feeling about it. The data speaks for it. If, if the data, uh, if you have the enough data for it, it speaks for it. And then that's exactly what we start excelling at customizing the program for each company to achieve higher result and outcome to the population health and individual. Yeah, that certainly sounds, it sounds like a, a, a super positive thing, right? That you have healthier people and it's going to be a, a, a win for the company because they're going to be healthy and happier and less claims and, and everything else. I, I, I assume that people have to opt into this, like, like yes. individual employees. Uh, that's correct. Um, the, the plan design, it's a very, um, it has a high impact on the, on the participation. Uh, we focus a lot on the privacy. Uh, privacy is the ultimate 
because we earn the trust of the individual and keeping their data secure and private it's absolutely the ultimate priority for us so how can we do that they can participate in the program and they can engage in the program versus blocking um, access to others so only information is kind of within their container per se um, their health information is not going to be exposed to any to anyone since they have control over it so we have those barriers or restriction that the individual has have control over it the second aspect of it is the plan design the plan design is basically some companies will want to do a premium credit let's say if you participate in the program and then achieve a b c d then we're going to give you uh, X number of dollars toward your premium credit. It's a great program because they get money back at the end of the year uh, toward their premium uh, credit, toward their insurance uh, premium, whatever that is. And then the other companies, they said, well, if you finish ABC, then we'll give you, let's say, $150 gift card, and then you get to spend it the way you want it. So this incentive structure, getting money back to the employees it's a critically important because the money has to be spent either way if it's going to the insurance companies or if it's going to the processing it, it, it's going to be spent either way so how about having a healthier population at the same time getting incentivized for being healthy and then that's exactly what the plan design impact is depending on how how it's designed and, and a good design have a higher participation and then has a measurable outcome. A design that is people need to watch for, um, which is, for example, uh, companies who does only biometric screening. Well, you do biometric screening, but what are you gonna do with the data? How are you gonna take that data to the next level? How often do you do the biometric screening? Well, people in their 20s, they don't need to do biometric screening every year. People in their 30s, they do biometric screening maybe every other years, and therefore is every years and so on. But the point that I'm trying to make in here is that uh, they have to realize what, what are we going to do with this data, and then how it's going to back, return or give back to the individual who gave that data. And is it going to be mitigating their risk? Uh, is it going to take them to a direction that to live a better, healthy life? Um, is it gonna impact their mental health, for example? I mean, all those programs uh, collaboratively impact the wellness plan design and how it's gonna impact the individual as well. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense in the world. Having the plan, being able to understand the data and use it, and then at the end of the day, having healthier people. So I love it. Well, Sam, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, I have one thing. If you look at uh, living healthy, is so essential. And living healthy now, it pays in the future. So watching what I eat now and even what I spend now, it's a financial wellness. It's a health wellness. And... Uh, uh, it's really kind of to build the future for me and my family and everybody around me. And FitLife created that environment 
for the individual and their family to do to deliver that so the only tip that i have is have a reflection how can i make a healthy or how can i have a healthy living and focus more on outcome that i can build my future on it and build my future family so just one thing in here um have you ever heard about a person who lost weight uh they they're not happy about it <laughs> everybody no. who lost weight they're happy about it have you heard about <laughs> uh, people who are debt free are not happy about it absolutely everybody who's debt free they're happy about it and that's kind of a, it comes from financial wellness health and so on so the that you have to plan from really at a younger age and an older age you still have time to to build that again uh, it's never too late well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets – come on. Come on. For sure. Being healthy financially, physically, it's all about taking taking those first steps and keeping it going. Well, Sam, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and FitLife? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, please don't forget to um, visit our website, www.gofitlife.com, and uh, uh, we look forward to help any – anyone in the industry. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Sam your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to fitlife.com. That's G-O-F-I-T-L-Y-F-E.com. Go fitlife.com. Check out all the great resources that they are making available to help uh, organizations and individuals lead happier lives. Thanks again, Sam. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.